Hello, and welcome to episode 65 of the 21 Handshake Marketing Podcast. If you are new to listening, welcome. Our podcast covers social media news and digital marketing trends for anyone who is involved in business. So whether you're in the B2B or the B2C space, and whether you're on the marketing, sales, or any other team at your business, we go over the tips, the trends, and we leave you with some actionable items to apply or think about. First off, if you are new, I'm Sarah, an account manager here at 21 Handshake. I'm Ashley, also an account manager. And today we're also joined by Justice Postman, our in-house graphic designer and, well, all things design, really. And we are talking all things logo design, specifically the science and art behind a good logo. But first up, it's time for our digital marketing news segment where we dive into what has caught our attention over the last week in digital and social media marketing. Ashley, I find this fascinating. Google has officially said they're now collecting face data. I guess this has kind of already been around, though, in photo matching. And I think that we also know that Facebook kind of does that face photo matching as well. So what what's the difference about this Google collecting face data technology? And what are people saying? Yeah, so I think the reason that this is kind of a buzz right now is because the first time they've really been super transparent about it. Um, so if you own a Google Nest Hub Max, they have said they have a new feature called Face Match, um, and they have said that they're collecting that face data. I assume to like um, work with a few of the features, like face recognition, right? Um, blah blah blah. Maybe security so, if you're using yeah. voice calling. Yeah. Um, but people are very freaked out about it. Curious um, if they're allowed, if they're able to turn it off and what they're using it for. Um, so one, yes, you can turn it off Two, uh, they're collecting it for some features. Um, they're, I believe, I believe that they've like said what they're using it for. Um, but the other concern is also where is the data being uploaded? Can it be compromised? Um, so yeah, I guess it's just another thing to be yeah. aware of if you're really, worried about security or how your, you know, um, information is put there out there on the interwebs, <laughs> you know, just to be mindful of that, opt out of that. I think you can even opt out of the, the photo matching of mm-hmm. your face. Yeah. Um, it is super interesting because in the article too, it lists all of the other places and, and um, platforms that collect your face data. Facebook being one of them, right. um, and also gives you a list of how to um, turn it off. Right. So. so I guess I'm not too concerned about it. Whatever. Yeah. If someone wants to, there's just so much information already out yeah. there that <laughs> not surprising. But I guess if you are worried about Big Brother watching you and all that other stuff, then turn it off. <laughs> no worries. So the next news, it's not surprising since Instagram and Facebook are tied at the hip. And they share ownership, but now Facebook is going to start hiding likes. So first Instagram and now Facebook. And wow, what does that mean? Yeah, so they're um, in a testing phase right now to remove like counts and just kind of see how that affects metrics, uh, user happiness, user experience. Um, so we'll we'll see where it goes. I, I think... Um, I could see them moving there. And, and right now, I think especially if you're in like influencer marketing or social media marketing, the removal of like counts can be um, 
I don't know, not like detrimental, like who cares? Right. But um, a lot of people do count that in their metrics. Well, especially um, if you're trying to get maybe a brand sponsorship or yeah. something, if you are an influencer, like yeah. you said. So that, this would impact you. But I think for everyone else, we'll forget about that there ever even was a yeah. like count. So. I mean, honestly, from a consumer standpoint, I think it's kind of cool that they're doing that because yeah. I know for myself, like, it's just this weird phenomenon when you upload a picture of something and then, like, you're constantly checking your phone to see if it got liked. And you're yeah. like, at the same time, the other half of your brain is like, stop checking this. This doesn't matter. Like, yeah. this is pointless. But then the other half is like, well, who liked it? Who liked it? You yeah. know, it's just so I think in that aspect, that's kind of helpful. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but for influencers, bad news. <laughs> Anyways, um, so another a few Facebook announcements as well. Facebook announced it will be ending the Discover tab. I don't think that's that important of an announcement. Maybe yeah. for some brands and businesses who really um, liked that Discover tab. Now, the Discover tab is specifically the Messenger Discover tab. I bet half of us never even have used that before, but it is at the bottom of Messenger. You can go and you discover brands and businesses. So that might impact you if you are a brand or business that really rely on traffic from that Discover tab. I think for most people that it will not matter. And it just means Messenger is just going to get faster and lighter, which mm -hmm. was kind of an announcement at the big Facebook conference this year that they wanted Facebook Messenger to be more secure and lighter and all those things. So that is one announcement from Facebook. Another, and this one's kind of interesting, and actually this is so super recent. I just saw this today, this morning. It said, Facebook is testing a new chat post type. So this would mean that you can... <laughs> Well, I think using those likes, so obviously if they take away likes, that's going <laughs> to, our users um, on your kind of, if they comment, you can invite them in to a private conversation on Messenger. So um, I guess maybe it's not likes. I guess it's just maybe if they're commenting on your, your platform, um, you can invite them to a group chat in a direct messenger. And I think it just goes to another way to show that they're just kind of focused on creating those connections and using that in a secure way if you wanted to connect with people and just kind of just bringing all their stuff full circle. So that could be something. We'll put the all the links to these articles in our show notes. So if you want to check them out further and see how they impact you as either a brand, a business, as a consumer, we'll uh, post all those in the show notes. So that brings us to our interview today with Justice, all about logo design and how it influences your brand. Now, Ashley, if you recall in episode 12, which we'll link in the show notes, we talked about branding and how logo is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to your brand, because your brand is actually everything the public perceives about you. So if you go and listen to that episode, um, then come back and listen to this one, because where that is true... We today just wanted to focus on the logo because usually that is a first impression a consumer sees of your business. So whereas the public perception is great, usually your logo is what people are going to become familiar with. They're noticing right away. And you really want that to speak to your brand. And why this kind of came across um, my desk, per se, or in my inbox that mm -hmm. I noticed an article from Harvard Business a Review about logo design, and they had studied 597 logos to see which is most effective. 
Interesting. And I think we've all maybe seen logos that were like, wow, that doesn't really match that brand. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my mind, but. Or, oh, that logo looks like it was made in the 90s. Yeah, <laughs> like, whoa, they need to refresh that. You know, lots of manufacturers <laughs> seem to have logos like that. Um, they might need to refresh. But let's dive in because I think in the heat of an emotional redesign of your logo or refresh or even creating a logo, you kind of forget that you're supposed to be, you know, this is supposed to be representing your brand to the public and not, you know, just to your team who is now just emotionally tied to it. And I think a lot of people forget about that. (laughs) So in your own words, Justice, why do logos matter? Yeah. Well, that's a great question. Um, really excited to be here on the podcast with you guys today. Yeah, thanks. Super Usually fun. you're just kind of in behind the scenes here in the office. So it's yeah. kind of nice to have you on. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> so the way I like to look at logos, so imagine you see your friend from a distance and you can't put your finger on it, but you know it's them because you know they're, they're far away. And, mm-hmm. and you know it's them because of the way they walk or the way they move or their mannerisms. And so... Um, it kind of reminded me of what you said about how, you know, a brand is kind of the, t- the logo is like the tip of the iceberg. And there's a lot of different elements of a business that kind of gives away who the business is. But the truth is, it takes a while to build that understanding in, in the eyes of a consumer. Yeah. It's not like a quick process. And so just like, you know, your friend by the way they move in the distance because you know them really well and you've known them for a long time. The same is with a company. You only know that about a company if you know that company well. So there has to be some other way to identify who this company is. Right. And so that's where the brand logo comes in. And so that's one of the quickest ways that we can identify who someone is before actually knowing them first. Yeah, I think that's so true. I mean, just thinking off the top of my mind, everybody knows the McDonald's logo. Mm -hmm. You see that, they branded it on everything. You know, just you see an M, that's yellow. I don't care if it's a different business. I'm I'm automatically going to probably think it's McDonald's. Mm-hmm. You know, just because they've branded that so well, the arches, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that just, I think, goes back to like what you said. Like, it's just that recognizable face that you see right away. Right. <laughs> and so logos are one of the best ways for a brand to be recognized, essentially. Yeah, definitely. And once um, your consumers understand you and get to know you better, the, the logo still is how they identify you. Yeah. And so when they see your logo, they know it's you. Um, so the goal of most businesses is to be recognized by what they do or offer. Um, but like we said, this is challenging, especially right off the bat. Um, so logos help give that tangible identity and it gives you something to remember in the minds of consumers and passer buyers. So, um, logos are kind of the visual embodiment of your brand. Yeah. Um, and so if you choose to compromise the quality of your logo, your business image can end up looking unprofessional. Yeah. Totally. And and it's interesting too. So if we're talking about designing a logo, you're either starting your business or going through a rebrand. Um, and sometimes, especially if you're starting your business, it can be so easy to be like, oh, like I just want to like hammer out the business details and make sure that we're functional, like put marketing on the back burner. But if you do that and just kind of like run with say like a super simple logo or a logo that's just okay, um, you can often be like not taken very seriously or it doesn't like make a good first impression like we've talked about. Um, So I think it's super important, especially in the beginning to put a lot of emphasis on your brand because it sets the like standard and um, kind of 
sets the playing ground um, moving forward. Right. Um, if you are going through a rebrand, um, it's important to make sure your entire team is on board. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's so important. And then I think it comes down to two. Um, you know, what what style do you want to represent yeah. your brand? Um, because really that is going to kind of show like, um, and when you're thinking of different styles, you know, I remember working with a client a few years ago and, um, you know, we had gone with like just a company like 99 Designs or something where you get mm-hmm. a bunch, but some of them came back, the designs and we're like, those are cool. But kind of another company in town has a very similar logo. Oh, yeah. And so just, yeah, how do you differentiate yourself and kind of go out unique, but also stay true to your brand and not go so far off the mark? Is yeah. there like some styles or some points you can give us some tips mm-hmm. yeah, for that? <laughs> definitely. And I think one of the things you want to think about, even just in comparing yourself to other people, I think one of the easiest ways to make yourself stand out is to have something that's a little bit more updated. So kind of like what Ashley was talking about, um, like let's say... Um, you had to choose between two restaurants, right? You go mm-hmm. to a small town, you're in there for the day. You have to choose between um, two small restaurants. And one of them looked like it was designed on like the earliest computer ever invented and <laughs> it, like made in some sort of, you know, cheap software. And the other one looks like it's it's updated and it's it's looking really good. Um, where are you more likely to eat? Probably the newer looking restaurant. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to think they're maybe a little more hip. Or, yeah. <laughs> you know, they might have food that I like versus, I don't know, stuff smothered yeah. in gravy. Right. Maybe even, <laughs> maybe even uh, cleanliness because yeah. you just right. think, you know, they take care um, in their in the way that they present themselves. Right. So maybe, oh, yeah. they you know, they take care of themselves on the mm-hmm. internal as well. So having um, that is really important. And so even just um, a lot of times companies... Like you mentioned, Ashley, they start off and kind of put the logo on the back burner. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we see a lot of companies do is eventually they're like, hey, like we want to be presenting ourselves in a new way, um, but our logo kind of feels like it's so old and we need to rebrand. And, and that often happens because that logo got put in the back burner and then the company started to grow and then they realized that you know their logo wasn't a good representation of who they are and now they're rebranding. And another reason why logos are important, especially um, to get that figured out sooner than later is because there's a lot of cost associated oh, with yeah. having your logo oh, yeah. on things, Seriously. especially if it's outdated. And so you have your logo on logos on, it's not just like t-shirts and mugs, but it's like your trucks or your a lot of- Your business cards, your website. Oh, business yeah. cards, copy, like um, all of these things, um, they all add up. And so that's why it's actually very important to be paying attention to such things like the shape of your logo and all of that, which, which um, I'll trans- transition into. Um, and so there's actually a lot of different um, kinds of logos and it's not one of those things where um, you just look at the science behind the shapes and you're like, oh, this is the most popular or this is the most successful. Like, <laughs> right. let's go with that one. Um, one of the most important things you can ever do um, is to sit down and really get a good grasp of who you are as a company and what you stand for and what you offer, because that's where you start to choose what kind of shape and what kind of color you use. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of dig into that. What are kind of some maybe combo of science and art and whether, um, you know, my logo should be like more descriptive of what I do 
um, versus maybe it doesn't need to be descriptive of what I do. Um, just thinking off the top of my mind, like my husband's company is a tooling company. Their logo makes no sense to me because it's like this <laughs> big drill with right. like a bunch of dust, but it speaks to their customers. You know, right. like it's not meant for me <laughs> right. to understand that. But I would describe that as a descriptive versus um, a non-descriptive logo, maybe just being... Um, Say if we had just our 21 handshake, you know, with no hands on it or whatever, just mm-hmm. 21 handshake, that mm-hmm. would probably be non-descriptive. Um, yeah. So can you dig a little bit into that? Yeah, definitely. So there's, I'll go through a list of different logos um, just to kind of give you all a good idea of what's out there and what some of the options are. And then I'll give an example of maybe a logo that is out there already that you may have seen. Yeah, cool. So the first one would be a logo type. And this is the simplest form of a, a, a logo design. Um, it incorporates only the use of words and letters. So the logo type typically uses a commercial font, but may include like custom letters. Um, so an example of this would be something like, um, like if our logo is just 21 handshake without any like images, it's just words. Right. Like simply that. It's just okay. a logo type. Um, and Coca-Cola could technically be that because it's, oh. it's just words. Mm-hmm. It is kind of unique. I mean, back then it was just kind of cursive it's, yeah. it wasn't as unique um right. now it's like very distinguishable because we don't really write like that anymore exactly um it's kind of got that classic vibe but coca-cola is kind of an example of that first like logo type that's just a words. great description yeah. yeah perfect so then you have a wordmark logo and so this uses the business's name as the foundation for the logo design um so it's similar to logo type but with addition of some integrated graphical elements um and this just helps create a mental picture of the brand so, for instance, um, FedEx is the name of the brand, but there's also this like arrow that's hidden in the E and the X. And so it's oh. there's like an added element of image to it, even though it's, it is just the word. Um, oh, okay. That, so that, it has to be in the words itself. Right. Kind of that. Okay. It could be kind of could be in the words itself or it could be kind of in the color. Okay. Um, FedEx is two different colors. Right. So maybe um, like Subway, would that be another one? Yeah, okay. Right. Yep. So that's it is just words, but it's is a little bit more um, intricate than that, and and that kind of just helps um, give a mental picture of the brand. It's not just like you know plain text. Like you see a lot of companies who just have a pretty like basic font, and it just kind of gets lost. Right. It's hard to remember. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So are there any other types? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So we let's, have a, let's keep we've going. Got a, a one called the letter form logo, and uh, these are created using one or more letters from the business name. So they're often the initials or the acronym relevant to the brand. Um, and so yeah. the letters become a symbol or icon of the logo. So this kind of reinforces the, the company name. So okay. maybe it's um, so like MTV Music Television. Like oh, the, on the bottom, it says M. Music Television and MTV stands for Music Television. Mm-hmm. And so you remember, I mean, you always when it comes to MTV, you're usually saying like MTV. You're not saying Music Television. Right. but That's what it stands for. But that's that's a brand that would say. You know, if my brain was just as postman and I had a JP, then someone mm-hmm. would remember the JP and they remember, oh yeah, it stands for just as postman. And mm-hmm. so it the the acronym kind of helps the person remember the name of the brand. Okay, yeah, so got it. That would be yeah, the letter form. It just it just helps remember the, the name of the brand. JP coming soon. <laughs> I like yeah, that. right. <laughs> it almost sounds like be you're the, the next. Lookout. You're the next JT. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so the next one is a descriptive logo, um, and descriptive logos. Uh, use recognizable imagery to represent the brand. Um, And it conveys a literal message related to the name, products, services, or benefits of the company. 
Um, and so in this case, the words match up with an image. And so it's very quick to interpret. Oh, okay. Um, and so Dunkin' Donuts is kind of an example of this because in the image, it's like a little coffee. Yeah. Um, cup and so i mean it's not a donut because the name is dunkin donuts but whenever you think of donuts you think of coffee Mm -hmm. yeah and so this image pairs with the name and gives you an image to identify with a word perfect yeah it makes me think of like i don't know like an ice cream brand like moobill or like Hudsonville, like uh, the yeah. icon is usually like a cow. Or right yep right or even burger king is kind of a burger You know, and mixed in their logo. Right. So, so in the example of your husband's company, if yeah. it's a drill and that's kind of something they do, then this this drill, image of a drill, um, directly ties the name. Exactly. And it makes you instantly think about, oh, this is probably what they do because it's just, there's no questions asked. The, exactly. the image ties in exactly with what they do. Yep. So, that so that's, makes total sense. Yeah. So that's the descriptive logo. And then the illustrative logo, um, those are usually more visually expressive. Um, they're more detailed than the descriptive logo and may include graphical elements such as characters, mascots, or icons. Mm-hmm. And so these kind of logos are very expressive and you have a lot of opportunity to be unique. And so mm-hmm. think of something like Quaker Oats where you have this uh, image oh, yeah, of yeah. a Early you know, Quaker. Yeah. Mean, now I'm just thinking of faces, but... I, right, I but it's, um, it's very descriptive and like detailed. Mm-hmm. It's not like something super simple Ooh. and easy, mm-hmm. um, but it is very easy to, dis- easy to distinguish. You're like, oh, oh yeah. that's definitely like Quaker yeah. Oats. Even if you see an image of a Quaker, you're like, oh, is that Quaker Oats? Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. Because yeah. it's, it's just something that's super unique. And so sometimes you, you see people using that um just because they're like oh i want it i want this our, my logo to be like this and then they have someone like draw it up mm. um and so it is an advantage in the sense of like it's unique but it can be a little bit difficult to distinguish especially when you scale the image yeah. the logo if you make it small it's really mm. hard to see what it is and i feel like we've seen a lot of businesses kind of steer away from that right. the complexity yeah. of logos because yeah. of that scalability you can even see that in starbucks because the original starbucks logo is a lot more complex oh yeah and now their logo is much more simple like it still has mm. the, the mermaid on mm-hmm. it but it's way less complicated it's, it's mm-hmm. very simple and easy to put on logos like on shirts and yeah. print and and you know stores, yeah. retails, and stuff like that. Well, and that might be a reason that your company goes through a refresh Absolutely. or a redesign because I think, you know, like if you've been around for a long time, you maybe didn't have all the social platforms where you need to scale down your logo Absolutely. to just be a little tiny icon. Yeah. Um. You know, so there's a lot, I think, more in logo totally. design and variations these days than there yeah. used to be. Especially with all the opportunity to put your logo on almost everything. Oh yeah, yeah, and I think, and I do think that's important because I think that how you become recognizable, um, yeah, you know, and even when you're thinking of going through a logo design, like if you are going to go with something that's kind of more that descriptive logo, mm-hmm. um, can you remove maybe text or anything from right. it? to still have some portion of it that retains your brand Absolutely. says who you says who you are. So I think those things are important to think yeah. through as well. Yeah. So. Definitely. So I've just got a couple more here. Yeah. Whoa. Um, whoa. Yeah. There's more. Wow. I know. Wow. I know. There, there really are a lot of different kinds of logos. We will link of this will all be in our show notes and our yeah. show notes are, um, they're just not like, um, the script from this podcast, they actually kind of dive into what we're talking about. So definitely check those out if you are going through a logo redesign or refresh. Absolutely. And I'm excited for you to check this out because it really kind of opens your mind to, wow, there really are different kinds of logos and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, what one should I choose? Mm -hmm. Um, So then you have an abstract logo and this uses a graphic imagery to convey a non-descriptive message. 
And so it should be simple and easy recognizable, but not random. So you'd want to use this kind of logo to be eye-catching and interesting, and it causes you to think about the brand, um, which helps uh, with retention. So the more that someone's thinking about the brand, the more they're thinking about you, the more they're going to remember you. So 21 Handshake is actually a really good example of that Definitely. because our logo is um, three hands with a two, a one, and then like a handshake. Absolutely. Um, and everyone asks us <laughs> yeah. what that means. Yeah. Um, Are you guys sign language experts? <laughs> it's fun. Every I always ask my family like what they think it means. They're all friends, and they're like, "Well, I don't know." And like I give him a little hint, like, "Well, 21st century," and then yeah. like, "Oh, okay, I get it." But it's it it's really is a great is. conversation starter too. It Every is. time I'm meeting someone new and I tell them what I do, they always ask what yeah. the company name means, and it it allows for a great introduction um, to talk about the brand and kind of where we came from and what we stand for. Absolutely. Right. Um, but yeah, I guess it comes down to also your goals with your exactly. thing as well. If yeah. you're a kind of business that just wants to be known Simple just by to the point. looking at it and you want no questions, then, you know, I think that plays into how, you know, yeah. when it, you work with your designer. <laughs> right. With our brand, it's our, we have the kind of brand where we want to have that conversation. And so mm -hmm. we want our, our logo to look interesting and it's, it is very visually interesting, which I think is super cool. Um, but we do want to talk about it with somebody. Yeah. And it's once we start talking about our brand with somebody... Um, then they understand what it means. And then it's kind of the aha moment. of like, oh, okay, that's cool. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's a, that's a great point, actually. Yeah. I think our brain is a good <laughs> example of that. And then the last one is an um, emblemic logo. So like an emblem. Um, and I was, was like, is that a real word? Emblem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't say that five times <laughs> yeah. fast. <laughs> right. um, these are often quite detailed and may not scale super well. Um, so this kind of logo is kind of like an all-in-one where it's like a circle and there's words around the circle. Then inside of the circle, there's an image. And so you actually see a lot of these in restaurants. You'll notice oh. people will have, you know, like all the, the name of the yeah. restaurant and then the logo. And then there's also like colors incorporated too. And mm -hmm. um, so the, the nice thing about that is it's kind of all-in-one and you can have all the branding and just right there. Um, so what would be an example? Because I can't, I can't picture this one in my mind. The only, the only one that comes to mind for me is like a local restaurant here. It's called Seven Monks, and, but it is. It's the icon. Yeah. And it's got words around it. Yeah. it. You're right. A lot of restaurants, I would say. It's hard oh, to, okay. to, to think of a, a mainstream brand that has this because oh, okay. it's not necessarily the most popular thing because it is a little messy. It's, it's ah. hard to scale because once you get smaller, there's colors and there's text and it's hard to get contrast with the colors of the text, which we'll mm. talk about in a second I here. I'm sure there is one, but I'm just like drawing. Yeah. Right. If, you, if you're trying to figure out what this is, just take a drive down your local um, <laughs> downtown or town or whatever, and you'll, you'll see some logos like this. Um, okay. I'll reach out to Justice and he'll send you a few. So. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, cool. So those are the, the, the main seven ones. And, and like Sarah said, we'll have that in the show notes. Um, but that just hopefully gives you yeah. an idea of kind of some different kinds of logos out there and, and a little bit of an advantage of what each one could do for you. Mm -hmm. So yeah, very cool. So yeah, so let's dive into kind of this psychology behind some of the colors that you use in your design. Um, always off the top of my mind, I think, you know, lots of logos have blue in them because that right. means trust. Mm -hmm. um, and for some reason, us as a public think blue is trust. Um, Although really you would think blue is cool, but right. whatever. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so dive into that. What are some yeah. color meanings behind some of your logos? And yeah. um, if you want to be maybe warm and trusted, you might choose this certain color. Right. If you want to be cool and aloof, you might choose, you know, whatever mm -hmm. other color. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So the interesting thing about colors is that 
it can change. Like you said, when it comes to like a warmer color, you think of like the sun or like yeah. red or orange. And that kind of gives you like a happy feel. Mm-hmm. Or you have like more of a cool color, which would be those blues or like, and that kind of mm-hmm. makes you feel a little bit more like emotional or like, you know, um, it's cloudy kind of day. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to colors, like solid colors, it's a little bit different. And um, there are definitely some very specific um, color, like psychology behind um, each individual hue. Um, so color actually has a lot of science behind it. For instance, like you said, blue is friendly and conveys trust. Yeah. Um, and that's a very common one. You see that a lot with like, you know, Facebook, a lot of social media. Um, mm-hmm. Our brand is that we mm-hmm. want to convey that kind of message. Um, and then you have colors like yellow, which can convey excitement or caution um there's a lot of double meanings because like you yeah. look at yellow and you'd be like oh that's exciting like but, think about like tropical fruits like bananas and stuff and, like, yeah it makes you feel like happy and bright mm-hmm. but then you have like yellow like do not enter like caution kind of thing oh, it makes yeah. you anxious yeah. so there's a lot of double meanings to colors depending mm-hmm. on how you use them um so there's no like you know one color means this right but yeah. it is something that you want to be mindful of when you're choosing because it can help yeah it's okay. it's, it's subtle but it can help and then you have something like red which conveys passion or intensity um, or it actually emphasizes hunger, as like studies have found. That's why you see a lot of fast food places that use red, like McDonald's. Yeah. and uh, I mean, not McDonald's, it's yellow. But you just see that like in Wendy's and, and all these different right. places, Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. Um, KFC. KFC, yeah, like red is one of those colors. Um, and so, yeah, like I said, all these effects can be small, but they really do make a difference. So you do mm-hmm. want to be aware of them. Mm-hmm. Right. And we can, in the show notes, we can add um, a list of like more of the common uh, colors and what they mean right i mean i think it comes down to too like um being practical with that if you're a lawn care company green is pretty much the standard that you might yeah. want to try to incorporate into it um you know with fitness gyms you see a lot of maybe oranges or right. the yellows or mm-hmm. something like yeah. that um, or if you're planet fitness purple <laughs> yeah well but they, don't they have a pop of yellow too yeah, right yeah, yeah. Yep, so the purple, purple yellow um and i think an interesting example too is actually one of our current clients and it's the lack of color Mm. Um, black, white, and grayscale yeah. in mm-hmm. photos to be very like mysterious but um, authoritative. Yes, black can be a very authoritative yeah. color. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting option too, especially in today's modern, yeah. really modern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then I think another brand of ours, Mahalo Wellness, is very kind of like um, almost muted blues mm. and oranges and just kind of this kind Peace. of relaxed feeling right. to it. Which I'm glad you mentioned that like relaxed feeling because. Um, if you want to go a little bit further in color, balance is really important because you don't want things to look too muddy. And one of the things about, um, especially in a logo, like if you have too much color going out, it could just be like, ah, like it yeah. hurts your eyes. And, and one of the things that hurts your eyes is when you have colors that are very highly saturated, mm-hmm. like all the way saturated. And that's where you see colors and you're just like, whoa, like that's, that's intense. a lot. That's yeah. intense. Right. Yeah. So sometimes when you actually, a little tip for colors, when you take that saturation bar and you move it down a little bit, it actually creates a more of a relaxed feeling. Mm-hmm. And it tends to actually be a lot better with contrast when mm. you're dealing with colors, whether it's with your logo or just design in general, if you can desaturate your colors a little bit, yeah. it, it really helps with adding other colors with that color because then you're not having this really crazy contrast that just looks really bad. Yeah, yeah. And there's so many programs out there that can help you kind of align your colors. Yeah. Um, we just came across one recently that kind of puts like almost color swatches. So you can start with one and you can start doing different varieties. awesome if you're going through like a rebrand or something and aren't really sure where to start. Mm-hmm. Maybe you like one color, not really sure about the complementary color. That was a really cool process for yeah. us to go through with one of our clients. 
Definitely. So um, definitely, again, like Justice said, we'll mm-hmm. link all this in the show notes because it can get confusing quickly, yeah. Yeah. especially if you are just starting at ground zero and you're like, oh, I need a logo. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know where to start. Yeah. yeah, You know, you start with an idea and then kind of move on from there. And then I think that really kind of helps. Um, but yeah. what are some recent ones that have made news lately because there always seems like some company is changing it whether it be some big company that's splashy all over the news is is rebranding and like you said that gets pricey for a big brand even um but it's needed sometimes so what's some what's some that have recently changed yeah so there's actually um a news article that's going out and several different publications talking about the new volkswagen logo Mm -hmm. rebrand um and so Looking at the article, kind of what they've speculated is that um, they're thinking that it kind of following the more recent global emissions scandal that Volkswagen has gone through. Um, And so they they, uh, Volkswagen has actually said that they want to be the world's most sustainable automobile brand now. Okay. Um, and so thinking about all of that, you, you might think, okay, like, so what is this logo going to look like? Right. Like I would think maybe a green leaf somewhere right, on exactly. it. Right, <laughs> exactly. Um, so that that's not actually what they did. Um, what they did was they just took their, their logo um, with the VW and they just, they made it more simple. And so we kind of like mentioned this a little bit earlier. Mm, yeah. Actually, you mentioned how a lot of brands are moving away from that like illustrated, complicated logo, mm. simpling things up quite a bit so it's clean. And, and really that just allows for a lot of versatility. Um, Volkswagen said that um, their logo aims to be clear across digital applications and better represented um, on their electric vehicles. And so their, their logo um, is really just their same logo. It used to be kind of like a, a metal, like 3D kind of feel yeah, to it. Yeah. You know, Volkswagen. Everybody knows that one. Yeah. yeah, and now it's a 2D, just like kind of solid color, just Super very clean. Simple, clean lines. All the strokes are kind of the same, the same size. Um, and so, yeah, they, they've made it so that it's highly flexible across physical and digital platforms, which is kind of what we were talking about. You know, right. you, can, you can put your logo on almost anything nowadays. And so you want something that's going to be able to versatile. be versatile for all of those. Yes, simpler is going to be better these days. Mm-hmm. So anything else that was in the news recently? Yeah, um, we're seeing this interesting rainbow Apple logo coming up. Which is almost the opposite of what we were just saying. Yeah. Like yeah. making their logo a little bit more complicated, yeah. but... But I think because their logo is so plain that maybe this catches people's eye. Right. So the thing about Apple is it's very unlikely they're going to change their logo to this rainbow logo and, and keep it that. Right. They have this iconic, simple, like solid color Apple that it's very widely recognized. But one of the cool things about a brand when it's been around a long time is that you can actually get interesting with it. So you don't, we really don't recommend somebody, you know, making their logo and then getting really excited and doing like a, you know, a green version, like blue version. And like, no, this one has a little thing added to it. And pretty soon, like people are like, really confusing. Is that a different company Mm -hmm. than the first like logo I saw? Because they don't know you well enough. They're losing the brand recognition, which is why you have a logo in the first place. (laughs) Something that happens is called brand equity and that's reputation earned over time. And Apple really has, of course, earned a lot of reputation over time. And so they can actually have fun with their logo do some interesting things that is really, like you said, it's it's meant to catch your eye. Yeah. So why did they release the the rainbow one or have they not said yet? They haven't said yet, but everyone's speculating, which is I, exactly what Apple wants. Exactly. And Keep the I, mystery going. I do think, I mean, Apple's always been kind of like a trendsetter. Um, so simplif- like simplifying their logo like years and years and years ago was so modern and... Um, now everyone's kind of following track and to add a little bit of complexity and color into this logo, whether or not they keep it, 
um, is interesting. And, and they're allowed to do that because they have so much recognition. But um, I could, I'm curious to see if maybe years from now brands kind of follow that or play around with this right um, aren't they coming up for a new launch soon of something so maybe that's kind of an intro to that on top of this logo they have um, a store opening it was at new york and they have just like this cube that's like rainbow colors that Mm. also is kind of like in addition to like oh interesting like apple's incorporated this rainbow design and this this opening innovative and really um Apple always wants to be innovative. That's kind of one of their mainest right. things. And so this is just helping them in the eyes of consumers, reminding everybody that Apple's innovative and they're they're creating new things. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the whole point of this logo. When you think of rainbow, I think we all think equality. Mm-hmm. And and you know, that automatically comes to mind to me. So maybe yeah. maybe they're gonna launch some like lower priced thing that like's gonna be available to everybody. I don't know. I guess it, time it will tell on this. Be- now that we're speculating on like certain like design features too, like yeah. maybe something to do with their screen and like, you know, they're like, yeah, we, I guess I we don't all know have our own ideas. About. Yeah. There's some conspiracy theories. I read one that talked about how the, the rainbow kind of like sections kind of mimics a drawing plan of like a camera, like a really advanced camera. Oh, so yeah. like it could have something to do with this new wave of like really advanced camera technology but that's just a conspiracy theory we're not yeah. exactly sure if that's right anything. yeah so How i guess time will tell on that i'm sure we'll be talking about um this further yeah. on future podcast <laughs> as the release dates of these new products gets closer with apple and one last um i think just fun logo that I think just a brand kind of stepped outside of itself because of the story went viral is um, last week, Ashley, you recall, we talked with Alex yeah. about the University of Tennessee and how the Florida um, kid, elementary kid, picked kind of that as his school. His actually schoolmates kind of bullied him um, for this homemade design of a T-shirt. But then University of Tennessee stepped up and now has used that logo in their marketing Mm -hmm. to make this story go even further. They've made a t-shirt out of it. People are wearing it at their games. They're selling it. And it's just kind of one of these stories that has kind of gone viral and just shows like, that's not University of Tennessee's logo. They're not going to adopt that forever, but it's going to be, you know, the year of we had this fun logo. But also it shows... yeah. yeah, it shows their values and what they stand for yeah. and what they care for. And so maybe, yes, it's, they're adopting this like fun little logo for a few games and to, sh- to show that um, still recognizable. And like so many people are paying attention to it. Oh, yeah. Um, I-, I love that story. I do, too. <laughs> like every time I think about it, I'm like, way to go. Way to step up, yeah. educator. S- and sometimes you don't see that in the education space. So I think it's awesome. <laughs> I'm not a University of Tennessee fan um but i did see some um photos and video clips of their game this past weekend where the entire student section was wearing those shirts very and cool it's really cool yeah i bet this kid down in florida is just on just fifth, fifth heaven right now like just and i heard that he also if he keeps his grades up the university of tennessee will give him a full ride awesome. yeah. so. and just a quick note on the logo of that whole story is that a lot of brands actually have thought a lot about, you know, how can I do something viral? Because just so many people see it. And a lot of times what have happened is that things go viral and there's no logo and and there's nothing to identify that. And that's okay. I mean, some stories are just like that. But what the university is doing is really trying to brand this whole thing. And and obviously they care about the story. Mm -hmm. It is a good story. 
But if there's no brand with it and they don't take advantage of that, then it's a huge missed opportunity. Oh, yeah. Because millions of people are seeing this. And if they can have their brand out there, then it, it is not only a good story, like a heartwarming story, but it also is a branding. And oh, one that people so will true. remember. Yeah. yeah, one that people will have good feelings about and remember. So definitely some brand equity going on there, brand perception, and just a good story. So that also can be the way people think about your logo. So thanks, Justice, for being on with us today. We covered a lot. So check out out our show notes for sure if you're confused or if you're stuck with logo design or even in the bigger picture of who your brand is or how you communicate that message. Our team would love to help. We love doing this stuff. We love helping brands figure out who they are. And that's why we also have launched a new nine-step digital marketing solution which includes a deep dive into your brand and then how to communicate your brand through content, through social, through website, through SEO. There's so many layers to how your brand is perceived these days. And we would love to help you do that. So if you're interested, connect with us at 21 Handshake on social media. We can get you hooked up to watch a webinar all about that. And it's pretty fantastic. And we definitely are passionate about brands and helping brands figure out who they are. Absolutely. Yes, definitely. So did you like this episode? Hint, yes, of course you did. (laughs) And please like, subscribe, leave us a review and share it with friends. It really does help us get the word out. Thanks. Until next time.